0: Thank you so much for pressing play. My name is Kim Kardisha, and I am very glad that you're tuning in this week. And today, my red horse is the one helping me kind of translate the message that was was relayed through the horses and also through a client that I worked with this morning. Um, And... She was interested in helping her horse that had been. Um, she was a in a rescue situation, and she had been emaciated. And she is she's had her for a, about a year, I think. And she's finding now that there are some other behavioral issues issues, as she described them, that were happening with her horse. And she had reached out to me because she was considering hiring a trainer, but was very concerned with how her horse would be treated if she sent her away to a trainer. And I encouraged her to follow that instinct and intuition because I think whenever we have some of those hesitations or that little voice is just telling us that something isn't right, Paying attention to that is is so important so that we can really honor the uniqueness of our journey. And I'm pausing here because my red horse that was so interested in helping me out is now just having opinions about where he wants to stand. And if I was not aware of his patterns and didn't move, I would have been headbutted or possibly bitten, um, which see, how how I look at this isn't that he is being a bad horse and I need to correct him for doing these things. I think with each horse, behaviors can mean different things. And because he and I have been on such an interesting journey, um, and now as as I'm talking, he's standing here yawning. So that's not only a big validation of what I'm saying, but also that I got it right. Because He taught me how important it is for some of our horses for us to just be with them. And so when he is um, kind of threatening to bite or headbutting me, usually what he's wanting is either for him to be in a certain position or for me to be standing in a different place by him. And how we got here was a very uh, it was it was kind of a long journey in some ways and just that I was not used to thinking out of the box as much as this horse needed me to and he has some very very strong opinions and has yeah he just started since I got him and I've had him since he was two and he's not so much about riding And that's not always a very popular welcome or sought after attribute when you own a horse in the horse world. And so I'll kind of shortcut, we had gotten to a position where he would just leave. If you were asking him to do something from on the ground, he would, throw his head in the opposite direction, rip the rope out of your hands and run. And he had really perfected this move. He did it to some pretty top clinicians. And I was really concerned at that time that if I got on his back and started riding him, he would develop some pattern such as this when I was on his back. And I thought that, first of all, That would just be so uncomfortable for him if he wasn't enjoying what he was doing. Why did I want to increase the pressure and also it it wouldn't be real smart or safe for me as a human to be on. You know, I don't know however many pounds he is a thousand maybe horse very strong that decided he didn't want me on his back. So I paused everything. And did not listen to a lot of the advice that I had been given, uh, you know, about, I don't even need to, to share some of the things that it was suggested that I do to him. And I, I have, um, I've been trained in Reiki. And so I decided that I was just going to maybe do Reiki with him or try to figure out something to help My horse feel better and so what I started doing was just paying attention to where he wanted me to be when I was doing the rake on him because he doesn't even always like to be touched particularly but I would notice that sometimes after doing a little more of the energy work with him or just being with him sometimes he would tolerate touch, and sometimes he would ask for scratches in certain places. And so, this um, this really caused me to look at things a lot differently. And going back to the question about, you know, well, if I'm not going to ride my horse, what am I going to do with it? Um, oh my goodness. And he just started at something. I don't know if he started to. Yeah, I think he was he was sleeping a little and almost went to lay down and startled himself. Okay, but we're back on track here, so we'll pay attention. I was talking about not knowing what to do with your horse if you couldn't ride it, and and he had that comment um, because in in my history, I, I came from a place sometimes where you know we took a horse from the stall to the cross ties, from the cross ties to the arena maybe you lunged your horse, but that was it for groundwork. And so it became a whole new world for me to interact with my horse on the ground and have it be purposeful. Although even then I used to spend probably a good hour grooming my horse because I just liked the touch and the connection. So I always did kind of find ways to sneak little extra things in there, but um, I didn't realize that I was doing it mostly, and I I definitely didn't didn't make it bigger. But I just loved um, the feeling of touch with my horse and feeling connected. And so, of course, there are lots of exercise and activities that you can do with your horse. You can you know ask them to go in circles or do things with their bodies or go over poles or or many things like that. And sometimes, not to say that those aren't great things, but sometimes in the act of trying to accomplish something, I think we lose sight of the being part. And when I started to more just be with my horses, especially this red one right here, um, that's when he started to make more choices and he went from a horse that, it was kind of a crapshoot if I could catch if I went out to get him to a horse that would leave his hay or his grass out in the field to come and see what we could be doing. And to me, that having, having a horse pick me really means a lot to me because that's something that means a lot to me and is why, why I was attracted to horses in the first place. I just loved them. I didn't even know you could ride them. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong, I I definitely enjoy riding, but especially with some of the horses that I end up attracting in my herd, that is not our primary focus. And so in the case of the the rescue horse that was having a hard time and was really saying no to riding, um, you know, backing up and paying attention to what the what the horse likes in touch and what the light what her horse likes as far as the distance that you stand from it because we put pressure on our horses um, when we stand well just we put pressure on them in general but even when we when we stand in different places they obviously can feel that and are aware of that and if you look for Little signs like either they look toward you or they move away from you. You can find the the places where they would much more appreciate for you to stand, for example. And um, a lot of times, when horses release tension, you know, a lot of the they can snort, they can lick and chew, blink their eyes, shake, um, cock a hind leg. Uh, even how their muzzle will the muscles will twitch in it before lick and chew. Um, these are all signs that things are getting more congruent because a horse is a prey animal and they can relax when things are congruent when they look as they should. They're not going to end up somebody's lunch. And so when we are lining ourselves up, body, mind, and spirit in our thoughts, what we're talking about, um, the horses can react to that. And that is, I think, some of the most profound information in ways they can share their wisdom in healing work. And so oftentimes when I work with people and their horses or my horses, there there aren't exercises to be done. (laughs) There's being to be done. And of course, there are some situations where extending invitations to the horses is appropriate, helpful, and um, can encourage people to step into their leadership. But if your horse is giving you some information, either push back, shut down, reaction, um, if things just aren't feeling good to you, then they're probably not feeling good to your horse. And not saying you have to abandon riding by any means, but sometimes spending a little bit of time just hanging out and being really interested and curious about what your horse prefers or, or what they might be interested in or curious about. Because there's a lot of hanging out that we do here. And especially when I get, um, a newer horse in because most of them come in with baggage sometimes lots of baggage both physically and mentally and giving them time to just be with reduced pressure I think is healing in itself and of course that speaks volumes about how healing it is for us because if we're with our horses and just letting them be able to spend some time without a to-do list, we kind of have to do that for ourselves too. And the more that we get calm in our minds and enter into a state of mindfulness, the more peace that we'll have, and of course the horses feel that, and then they get more peaceful and then it, it comes back to us too. So thank you for listening to this message from my red horse and I as he takes the lead rope from my hands. (laughs) So if you would like a little more dose of horse inspiration, you can check us out at our Facebook page, Hidden Promise, or the website confidencethroughconnection.com. And we will join you next week with another message from the horses. Bye for now.